This is the Championship Clubs Podcast, the show that shines a light on English rugby's second flight. Join us every fortnight and check us out on the socials at Champ Clubs Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Championship Clubs Podcast. Good to be back after a brief absence and no better time to be talking all things champ rugby as we enter the business end of the season. Some hugely important games coming up and lots of news within the league as always. We'll get into all of that in a moment, but first a big welcome back to another man we haven't heard from in a while. It's Amptil skipper, Charlie Beckett. Charlie, how are you, mate? Hello, mate. I'm good, thank you, Ross. I'm good, thank you. Hope you're well too. It's, uh, as you said, it's business end, isn't it? It's exciting time of year at both ends of the table. We have got a lot to get into and there's a lot going on. And with three rounds left, it is literally all to play for in our little old league this season. It certainly is, mate. And we're going to kick the show off with a little bit of rugby. Uh, Charlie, your boys hosted Cov last weekend. I think you pulled out in the warm-up. Am I right? I hope the knock's not too bad. High-scoring game, but a, a win for the visitors, 25-41. Yeah, mate. I think it's my old age starting to catch up with now. I've got a bad back for the first time in my career. I, I'm unfortunately ruled out this weekend as well against Nottingham. We've got the Friday night game. we just got a back that's just starting to play up a little bit. So hopefully hopefully back next week for the uh, the big derby with Bedford uh, is the plan. But um, no, it was a tough one, mate. Cover a good side this year. Cover a really good side. I think they seem to have really started clicking probably since just before Christmas, December time. I think if they'd been clicking the way they have been since then from the start of the season, I think we'd be talking about a three a three team title race. I think they obviously went to uh, Ely and got a result. They pushed Jersey close. So country a very good side. Um, from from our point of view, obviously there was disruption with changing the warp etc., which never helps, but. We just said after we've been on a really good run since Christmas and everything we've spoken about being the things we do well that we want to hang our hat on, we just didn't get right um, on um, on Saturday against Cov. And the, the only other time we haven't got it right is the second 40 minutes against your boys where we, we lost 40 points to five in 40 minutes um, against Pirates. So it's been two blips since Christmas, uh, but I think it shows that in this league, even when you're 10-15% off your best, you can you can take a little bit of a hammering, like 45 points at home isn't what we want to be conceding. So we're um, taking our medicine uh, and then big, big game for the boys tomorrow night against Nottingham. We're, we're pretty tight in that fifth down to ninth battle and Nottingham just under. So uh, every point counts in that mid-table. So hopefully we can, we can get four or five tomorrow night and keep climbing heading towards fifth or sixth. We'll chat more about that game and, and all of round 20 later on, but obviously two rearranged games last week. The other one was a, a hugely important one for Jersey Reds and uh, sounds like a bit of a spicy affair at Castle Park with the halftime shenanigans. We might go into that as well a little bit, but um, they ran out 24-52 winners in the end and uh, really passed that test with flying colours. Is that a big statement at this stage of the season from them? We'll, we'll come on to them a, a little bit later as well, but it really is set up now at the top, isn't it? Yeah, I think you look at Jersey's results the last four or five weeks, they haven't just been winning, they've been winning incredibly convincingly. I think they've had two wins to nil in the last six weeks as well, which is just just crazy. So you talk about hitting form at the right time. They've not been out of form all season. They've lost one game all season. They've lost one, drawn one. But my God, they're in they're in the groove at the moment, it seems. So they've got a big old game, I'm sure, to talk about against Bedford uh, this weekend. And then all eyes, I'm sure, next week will be on. Well, two next week, isn't it? There's top of the table and bottom of the table playing each other next week. So it's a massive, massive round. But fill me in on these half-time shenanigans. I've somehow... I've somehow missed this in the gossip pool of Championship Rugby. This I didn't get this WhatsApp in the gossip group. I think I saw some tweets um, and some post-match comments. I think it was from Harvey. Um, as they were going in, there was a bit of a scuffle. So as you, you know, when you go in at Castle Park, it's the yeah. bedrooms behind the post. So I, th- I think... I think it might have been James Mitchell got tripped up or something when there was a bit of a melee and uh, it was going to kick off or or did kick off. 
And then Jersey ended up actually staying on the pitch a little bit longer. And I think it was pretty tight. I think Donny played some good stuff in that first half. But um, yeah, I think they've uh, sort of almost pissed off the beast a little bit there because, uh, like I say, Jersey coming strong in that second half. And not many, not many score fifty points in the championship at Castle Park. But yeah, a bit of a a bit of a spicy one. And, and Jersey, I think I wouldn't be wrong in saying they have that sort of niggly side about them as well, which which makes them even harder to beat, doesn't it? Yeah, I've I've played at Jersey. I've played under Harvey. I've played in a Jersey pack. There's no, there is no debating. It's not a nice team to go against, and they, they don't want to be. They don't want to be an east side to play against. And part of that is having some niggle. Uh, I'm a big believer in between the whistles, go at it, hammer and tong. As soon as the halftime or full time whistle are done, just leave it on the pitch. So, if anything happening on the walk of the change rooms, I'm not a not a big fan of that. Uh, but I'm not surprised. There's a bit of niggle between Donny and. Donny and Jersey, the two sides have history. Obviously, Bowen's the former employee of Jersey. There's no love lost there, I don't believe. So it, I'm not surprised there was some niggle in the game. But yeah, let's let, let's leave it on the pitch, not on the walk into the changing rooms. Not sure we'll uh, we'll hear too much more about that. I think it was uh, I think it was all brushed under the carpet after the game, and uh, hopefully everyone can move on from that. We'll come back to to league action at the end of the show. Uh, but as ever, plenty going on in the league since we last caught up. We saw the the future professional rugby survey come out last week. Have you had a look, and, and what are your thoughts on it? Oh, I've given all my thoughts in the survey. Don't you worry, sir. I have answered that survey thoroughly. Um, I think it's a really good survey. I think the right questions are asked. I just hope that the answers, whatever they are, I think we probably we can make a good prediction of what sort of answer are going to come from the people who are fans of Championship Rugby and the Allianz Premier 15s. I hope they are listened to, is my hope with it. I hope it's not a, and this is a very cynical thing to say and the cynical side of me coming out, but I hope it's not a box-ticking exercise from the powers that be of we, we have to put this survey out, so let's put it out. I hope they do look at what's said and take into account what the fans, the players, the staff, what people who are involved with the, these leagues, what they think and what they want. Now, you can't always give people exactly what they want, but no one knows this league better than the people in it. No one knows the Allianz Premier 15s better than the people in it. And that is players, that is staff, that is fans, that's the people who go week in, week out. So... I really, really hope that the answers they got are taken into account properly because I think there were some good questions asked and hopefully we'll get some good and useful feedback from it. You said the word cynical there. I think cynical hat on. I'll ask, I'll ask another question. We've seen some of the comments from some supporters that have, that have filled it in. I certainly have on our on our social media posts and looking at some of the other clubs. I think even Coventry actually challenged it, didn't they? The tone of some of the questions. They, they, all of the clubs shared the post, and and Coventry took it upon themselves to to put another couple of tweets underneath and and challenge the tone of some of the questions. And you say about a box ticking exercise. Do you think it's set up like that, or do you think it's a real chance to hammer home some how important this league is moving forward? Because I think some of the criticism was that there wasn't enough opportunity or boxes to maybe put your actual thoughts in and it was like a sort of a multiple choice although there were some options to do to do that yeah it certainly would have been nice to be able to at the bottom of the multiple choice except like any more thoughts and you could put some opinion in there um i probably filled the one or two boxes of your thoughts on this with my thoughts on everything uh which i'm sure a lot of people will i was quite off topic with some of my answers to other other thoughts i had um but I, I like I say that there's definitely the potential that like there is for anything that it's a box ticking exercise. I really, really hope it isn't. I hope RFU, PRL, everyone involved, this is going. This is a chance to take into account the people who know this league, who want the best of this league, who generally do want the best for it. We, we are. I don't think us in the championship want 
ending for the Championship at the sacrifice of the Premiership. It's not like we want to take away from the top league and the women's game doesn't want to take away from the men's game, I don't believe. We just want more for everyone. That's what I, that, that's my belief on it anyway. So hopefully that comes across and hopefully the answers are taken to count. But I think I still struggle with the fact that it's the 13th of April on recording and these questions are being asked now. Like we We don't know what the Championship looks like next season and there are three rounds left. I just think like... London Scottish and Richmond don't know if they're playing for who finishes bottom or who doesn't get relegated. Like they generally don't know if there's relegation this year or not because of that. Um, obviously, Jersey and Ealing are playing for the title, and they they both know they can't go up. Donny, the only ones who could, but we just don't know what it looks like next year. Like we've been told, wasps are going to come in, but we haven't seen any confirmation of that since. I'm getting off topic here, but it's just I I, I it is beggar's belief. I mean a club that are trying to recruit players for next season. I know all the clubs are trying to get their recruitment done, their budgeting done, all this, and they don't know what they're working with. And players are saying, well, what's it going to look like next year? And the, the clubs just have to say, we don't know. We know as much as you. So that's my biggest frustration right now is that it feels like the questions that are being asked on this survey should probably be asked six months ago. I think you're dead right, mate. I don't think that's off topic at all. And you spoke, you speak about the, the future of uh, the professional game in this country and, and we've looked at it and, seen how it might look and we'll stay stay on Coventry we saw that they published an open letter to their supporters ahead of a launch of, of season tickets for next year which obviously then you've got to take that into account of how it looks for, for supporters you know buying their tickets and turning up in their in their droves and in that they disclosed uh, details about this this Premiership Championship Cup crossover that we've spoken about much you know in the in the press on, on this show um, I've probably asked you what your thoughts are several times but I mean, something like that, how good would that be to see that get off the ground for next season? Both as, you know, as a fan of, elite, of the league and a, and a player. Yeah, mate, it'd be, it'd be incredible. I think we all want, in this league, we all want the chance to test ourselves against the best. Now, I'm not for a second saying that a Saracens or a Leicester Tigers will send their first team to play a Amphil or a Cornish Pirates. But you're still going to get that team coming to your ground and big names and the coach. And it's just, it's something different as well. Like, I love the championship. The league is brilliant. I think the championship cup, I've said this before, I think maybe the least prestigious prize in all of sport because it's just the same teams playing the same teams for no reason other than to fill the calendar. I honestly think we'd be better on a player welfare point of view, having those weekends as rest weekends at the moment and looking after boys more because that cup, the, the crowds are down. That people don't buy into that competition. It's not bought into it. It's no fault of the competition. It's an impossible one to sell, I think. So a competition like a Prem Champ Cup, whatever you'd call it, find a title sponsor it, go and get a big name to sponsor it if you can. Make it exciting, make it new. It's brilliant for the young players in the Premiership. It's brilliant for the Championship players. Get a broadcasting deal. Like It just would have some excitement and give some pedigree to our league. And then, my God, imagine if a championship team knocks off a Prem team, the sort of things they'll bring up. Imagine if a Cornish Pirates beat the Saracens again, like they did in the COVID year. I just think it absolutely... I don't, I don't see how it could be a bad idea if it's done well and done properly. Look, we've as a league, we, we always ask for exposure, don't we? We think that, you know, it's important in terms of the finance it could bring in. You know, we, we need a title sponsor still. We're still, still scratching around for something like that. But, you know, it's... If we're still talking about clubs that, you know, aren't well financially backed in a, in a World Cup year with a delay to a league start, you know, potentially being in mid-October as, as has been mooted, this is hugely important, isn't it? Because you're going to get some big gates. It doesn't matter if it's, like you say, you talk about uh, a Leicester Tigers coming to town without a full-strength squad. These Premiership teams 
they plan their squads based on who they're going to be without in the autumn internationals in the six nations to still be competitive enough to put themselves in a position to be in a top four race or in a in a race for the the Heineken Champions Cup or something like that. It's going to be effectively their preseason and game time, putting their hand up so that when the internationals do come back, to say you can trust me and. You know what's to say that we won't see some very strong teams and and see some hopefully some some big scalps as well. Yeah, yeah, man, I, I'm all for this Prem Champ Cup. I think it will be the best thing to get some excitement around the championship that's happened a long, long time, and I actually think will be beneficial, beneficial, sorry, for the Premier team as well. Because as much as I said, I think the Championship Cup is the least prestigious prize in all the sport. I don't think the Premiership Cup's too far behind it. I don't think anyone gets too excited about the Prem Cup either until you get semi finals final. So let's make it, let's amalgamate the two competitions and make a new competition that would get people excited. We haven't anything since I'm, I live on stories. My dad talked about the Pilkington Cup in 1990, whatever it was, I think 1995, where Waterloo beat Harlequins and he was playing in the game and they played Bath and, I, I, sorry, they beat Bath and lost to Harlequins. And there was like, Waterloo's my local club. They were a championship club at the time. It was like 9,000 at the ground that day because they wanted to see Harlequins play. They wanted to see Bath play. So I'm not saying you're going to get that sort of excitement again, but imagine a Leicester going to Goldenton Road. Imagine what that would be like. Imagine the the absolute buzz around the five and a half thousand in there, which isn't much more than they get every week. But you just feel... Stay, I just think it's... I can't talk enough about how good an idea I think it is. And I really, really hope the rumours we're hearing about it being in for next year are true because it seems the year after... Everything's going to change again with Prem 1 and Prem 2 and it's all going to change. So let's have one year of this Championship Premiership Cup at least. Let, let, let's let it get off the ground. I agree. Yeah, I think even if it is for one season, it, you know, everything points towards it being the season after being different again. It's a World, a World Cup year is always a unique year in rugby anyway, as we know. Let, let's let's buy into it. Let's let's get it confirmed. You know, and, and I'm almost certain that the, the, the TV cameras, your BT Sports of this world would jump at the opportunity of a Bedford on a Friday night, of a Cornish Pirates, a Doncaster, Ealing Jersey. You could name anyone in the league. A Friday night against the Premiership team. Oh, this could be some story. Let's head down there. You know, it's a, it's a new, gives it a new lease of life. It gives the rugby in this country a, a bit more oomph about it, especially when there's a World Cup going on and you want to try and make the club game as appealing as possible. And if people are enjoying that World Cup as sort of like a casual spectator and they see that on the TV, then great. And they, they might pick up a team to follow. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. And we don't know what Prem 1, Prem 2 is going to look like. Everything you hear is that's the way we're going for the 24-25 season. And you don't know who's going to be in Prem 2. Obviously, if it's two lots of 10, all the champ teams don't fit. And that's a different conversation for a different day. But you talk about the jerseys, Ealings, Donnies, Pirates, ones you'd imagine would be in just from a, a historical uh, a success point and geographical. Imagine if in 18 months' time when they're playing Prem 2, people are going, oh, I remember that. They played in that Prem Champ Cup last season. I'll watch this game. It just builds a fan base for what you're going to hopefully have the year after, which is really going to need a fan base because if they're going to get that broadcast, it's only going to stay on TV if people are watching it. So, again, it's just another reason why I think this competition is a good idea. I think we could go and go on that. We just really want to see some some hopeful confirmation on that soon. It does sound like talks are positive, so uh, we, we'll look forward to seeing that. We'll go back to... To rugby matters then, and a, and a hugely important round of fixtures in the championship for round twenty. We'll come on to uh, the sort of the eye-catching ones of the round, if you like. But two fixtures to kick us off on Friday night. We'll, we'll go to your boys first up at Lady Bay in Nottingham. Charlie, you still, like you say, you're you're uh, unavailable this this weekend. Are you a a good spectator or a bad spectator? Uh, well, I will be hydration manager 
on Friday night. Um, hydrate or die. What I, what I run around shouting is, lads, if you're thirsty, it's too late. Because that is true. If you're thirsty, <laughs> it's too late. Stay hydrated. Um, I get very frustrated watching. Very, because I can't do anything about it. Now, a lot of people would say, Charlie, you can't do anything about it when you're on the pitch. You're that useless. But at least I can pretend I can when I'm out there. Um no, it, it would be a tough game. Nottingham are a tough team. We had a real ding-dong with them about... We had a rearranged game. So we only played them about six weeks ago. Um, and it was a t- we, we won 5-1 on points. But it was a really, really tough game. Uh, they're always good on a Friday night. I've played there twice on a Friday night. Once for Ramsdale, once for Jersey. Lost both. It's a hard place to go on a Friday night. They get a good crowd. They get a good atmosphere. Uh, the teams have gone out today... They seem very much at full strength. We have a few changes. We have a few niggles. It's that time of year. So it's a real, real good challenge for us. Uh, we obviously had one four in a row till we lost to Cov last week. So we still go full of confidence that if we get our our stuff right and do what we do well and do it well on Friday, we can go and get a win. But it's Nottingham, I think, sit 10th at the moment. But they're not they're not a poor side by any stretch of the imagination. They are a tough side to go and beat. And you see they were up third, fourth early in the season had a dip and now finding a little bit of form again. So it'll be a real tough challenge uh, for the boys tomorrow night, but one I think they'll embrace and I know for sure they'll be hydrated. That's one thing I can uh, I can, I can can make sure you know. I expect high quality H2O, mate. Only the best. Uh, looking elsewhere, Hartbury, London, Scottish at the Alpass. Uh, we spoke about, obviously, next weekend with Jersey and Ealing, we'll come on to it. And, and you mentioned it earlier on in the show, London, Scottish and Richmond, they, they could be playing for bottom of the table. They could be playing for you know, losing their spot in the championship. Looking at London Scottish, they I don't I don't think they've been as as poor as as the table shows. They, they haven't accumulated a lot of match points, but the way the Hartbury play and, and the way that certainly Scottish play at the moment, so sort of some of the Harlequins, Loneys, I think Luke Mason, who was at Wasps, who's been there, has been brilliant. He scored a hat trick against us actually. You know, they as long as they take something from that game to take into next week, I think they'll be they'll be happy and they'll be probably Maybe targeting four tries in a sort of high-scoring game. That's sort of how I'm looking at it. So I, I've i got a sneaky feeling Scottish will get this tomorrow night. I don't know why. I think Hartbury have been excellent this season, but I think we played them two weeks ago and just started to get the feeling they're maybe running out of steam a little bit. They've not got the biggest squad in the world. I think it's just the season just getting to that point where it's gone a little bit too long maybe, but they've been excellent this year, Hartbury. It's been the best Hartbury side I've seen in the champ, I think. And Scottish, as you say, that they are getting better every week. They had a really tough pre-Christmas, but then we went and just stole a win at their place just after Christmas. And what at that point was still a relegation. We were in the relegation battle at that point. And they they just seemed to keep missing out on points just. Like at Coldy, they were in ahead for about 60 minutes and then took nothing from the game. So I, I think, I definitely will get something out of it tomorrow. I've got a sneaking suspicion they will win. And I, I think I'm right in saying this. I think Richmond are on a 12 or 13 game losing streak, which is really tough to to shake off. Now, they played well against us last uh, the week before Cov. And again, we just got past them. They're, they're not a bad side, Richmond, but they just keep falling on the wrong side of results. And it's hard to shake that. And I think Scottish are eight points behind them. If Scottish, I think Scottish will be fancying a win at uh, against Richmond. I was going to say at Richmond. They both play at the same ground at the rag. I think Scottish will be fancying a win that day. So if they can pick up a win or even one or two points against Hartbury, it'll take it to that last weekend and then anything can happen. So I think it probably looked for a while like Scotty were definitely going to be bottom and maybe relegated. I don't think it's done at all with three rounds to go. No, I totally agree, mate. It's going to be fascinating to see how that one pans out. We'll we'll talk about Richmond a little bit later on. But 
On to a huge Saturday. The headline clash is uh, Bedford against Jersey at Goldenton Road. Producer Ryan has uh, come to life in the corner of my screen there. He's not saying anything, but I'm sure he's very excited about that one, like a lot of championship fans are. And live streamed as well. Just a nod to that. We've been asked, uh, been asking for the free-to-air stream. We got it and, it, and it's been great over the few weeks. But yeah, a huge game. Jersey are flying, excuse the pun, but this looks like a tricky one before a, a potential title sider next week. They're going to have to be fully loaded and fully focused, aren't they? Yeah, well, you see, Bedford have got a big part to play in this title title race, absolutely, because I thought it looked like they were beating Ealing last week until late on, or the week before, I can't remember which week it was, but recently. And now they've got a crack at Jersey. Now, uh, like I say, I've been to Bedford twice with Jersey and never won. It's a tough place to go, and Jersey just always seemed to struggle there a little bit. It's too contrasting styles of play and that's not saying for a second that Jersey don't have good backs they do have a very good back line a dangerous back three but that Bedford back three especially with, of course Lane has come back like Bedford have already got the best back three in the league they go oh Rich Lane's back just for a little bit of rugby ridiculous like honestly hope he's back at Bristol by the time we roll, he rolled they roll into uh, Dillingham Park next week like go on Bears have him back um, it's going to be fascinating it's going to be an absolutely fascinating game and I think the big question will be how Bedford deal with the Jersey scrum because the Jersey scrum is a weapon unto itself. It's it's phenomenal and it's not like it gets much weaker when they roll their bench on whoever starts or whoever comes off the bench. They're of similar quality. So I think if the if Bedford can handle the Jersey scrum and the Jersey maul, I think they will be more than in a game because if you get into a gunfight and sling it wide against Bedford, you're a braver man than me. It's a, it's it's one you'll normally lose. They're, they are just scintillating. And it's a classic joke, isn't it? Bedford Blues try of the week. Well, it's because they always score brilliant tries. So it'll be high scoring, I think. I definitely think it'll be a high scoring game. And I, I've got my controversial hat on today. I've got some reason I feel like Bedford might just squeak it. Like something stupid, like 47-43. Something ridiculous like that. I don't know why. But for some reason, that scoreline is in my head. That's a uh, that's a score prediction that's got a uh, a social media soundbite written all over it. I'm sure uh, producer Ryan's very happy with that prediction and uh, and the bit of content he'll be able to put out with it. But just said about the free to air, obviously before before you made your comment there on on the game, and I think it's it's been a it's been good to see the the teams get the exposure. I think everyone sort of just had their turn, um, which I'm I'm sure was was the plan and is is all well and good, but. Really feels this weekend starting now. You would imagine, obviously, next weekend's game will be will be broadcast as well. But that sort of title race has got that that extra set of eyes on it now, doesn't it? And it's, it's sort of telling that story. You know, can can Jersey keep the pressure up this weekend? You know, watch it live for free and see how good this league is. And then next week, you know, you'd have, you'd have to imagine it will be Jersey and Ealing, you know, for a big showdown and lots of viewers. Yeah, it's been brilliant, hasn't it? I think. We've been wanting the free-to-air. We've been getting them more and more frequently as the season's continued. Like I say, it's been brilliant to see them get to places like Coldy and over to Dillingham Park, the, the somewhat less glamorous places in the league, the more grassroots rugby clubs. So that's been great to see. Um, and now, yeah, now it's business end. It's, it's the right games to have. And Jersey Bedford is the right one this weekend. You'd hope that logistically they can get over to Jersey and um, they can air it from Jersey. Um but there's two fascinating games in the next week. There's the, there's the relegation scrap as well, but the better you'd imagine quality of rugby will be that Jersey-Ealing game. And if Jersey come through this week, I think they will fancy themselves to win it because it is a hard place to go. And it's always, I've played in them, it's a war when Ealing go to Jersey. And I think they will back themselves quite rightly on the rock. They haven't lost there all year. They've won every game there. I, they will back themselves there. 
Um, so it will be very, very interesting. If they, I think there will be no lack of importance understood from Jersey and how important this week is. They'll know that if they get through this, they then have two home games to finish the season. Uh, and a tricky tie, like you say, against Bedford at Goldington Road. Absolutely no disrespect to Coldy, who've been brilliant in their first season. They they go to Ealing this weekend and Ealing will be looking to avenge that famous defeat on the Wirral earlier on in the season. But you'd imagine that Ealing will have too much. But Coldy could be a, a, a real tricky customer to put away when the pressure's on Ealing, especially. Yeah, they absolutely are. It just screens potential banana skin, doesn't it? The, the newly promoted part-time team who you should beat very comfortably, but who beat you at their place. It screams banana skin. Uh, it will either be incredibly tight or I think Ealing will run away with that one um, because Ealing have been playing well again recently as well. I think everything points to an all-timer of a game next weekend um, at Stade Santander. And we've spoken about that bottom of the table clash next weekend and and we've also spoken about Coventry and how good they've been this season and potentially could have been in a, in a three-horse race for that title. They go to the rag Richmond on a Real bad losing run against a you know a rampant Coventry side. It's it's difficult to look past Coventry getting the maximum there, really, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think that will unfortunately for Richmond be quite a one sided game, uh, and then it will make next week absolutely enormous for them. Uh, I, I with uh, with Scottish in town at the Rag. Um, the other game of the weekend, obviously, is your boys Pirates against Donny, and that mental. There's four or five of us in there in the middle. I think separated by about five points. Um, how how uh, how has prep been for Pirates this week? How are you boys feeling about the Donny game? Yeah, it's been a it's been a good week's prep. I think the the week off's been been good. We we did a, a sort of like an injury breakdown yesterday, and and uh, things were looking pretty a month ago. And then we've had a pretty tough uh, tough month. We've had sort of people playing out of position and, and filling in and doing a job, all the while picking up 20, 20 points out of twenty five in the league and quietly going about our business. So. Yeah, we spoke about after after Christmas about wanting to climb the table and being confident that we could. We've done that, um, and obviously we've got one eye on that that semi final against Jersey at home and, and hoping for a big crowd. But we want to keep the league the the, the league run going. Um, we know it's going to be difficult at Doncaster. We do have a fairly good record up there, but obviously they turned us over in that sort of title race um, towards the end of last season. Um, but yeah, we just want to go up there. I think you know the, the movement in the middle of the table, like you said, a defeat you could drop a couple of places, and and a win you could you could pull away. So yeah, definitely, definitely going up there, expecting a backlash after they took fifty points at home. Very proud bunch up there at home as well, and and they'll they'll probably have a good crowd. But yeah, we're com- we're a confident bunch at the moment. You know, we're playing some some good stuff. We're playing sort of away from our strengths as well as resting on them as always. Our set piece and and scoring some nice tries actually at the moment. So. Yeah, we 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 go there confident and and you know hopeful that we can we can pick up a, another good result and carry on our uh, our good league form really. Yeah, I think it'd be a hell of a game, and if you do boys do get a result there, it's clearly a hell of a bus back. It, uh, I've not been on the bus on the way back from from Doncaster. I've certainly done it in the car, and it's long enough in the car. So I would imagine I'd imagine with uh, with what goes on 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 the bus that I have seen on the way back, I'd imagine they, the boys will will thoroughly enjoy themselves should they pick up a W. Yeah, quite right too. Quite right too. Okay, so we've spoken about it there, but all being well for Ealing and Jersey, we'll have a mouth-watering and championship-deciding showdown potentially on The Rock next weekend. Delighted to say that we'll be joined by a guest from each club on the pod next week for a special preview edition of what could be one of the biggest games in champion- recent championship history. Both need to hold their nerve this weekend first, though, don't they, mate? It's 2-1 Ealing so far in the, in the three games they have played, I think twice in the Cup. Jersey have won at home. Ealing won both of theirs at home. It's on the rock, squaring it up for two all and, and Jersey to go to the top? Or, or what are we saying? 
Oh, Ross, in your rundown, you didn't tell me you're going to put me on the spot like that. Oh. If we'll save it, we'll if, save it for next week. Mate. We'll save I'll, it for I'll next give, week. I'll, 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 I'll give you this one: if Jersey win this weekend at Bedford, I think they will beat Ealing, and then they'll have to get past Ampton. On the last day. Now, answer me another question that I didn't say that I was going to ask you. Have Have you had any thoughts about that that winning try at the Stade Santander? <laughs> Jersey oh, man Charlie Beckett you're... crashes over from short range, and can they believe it? Well, first of all, if it's a fantasy, I'm going from eighty. First of all, not short range. <laughs> I'm going from eighty-two. Um, I like to think I left that island on very good terms, and that I'm quite popular when I go back, and there's got lots of friends there. I think that would very, very quickly lose me all those friends, and I'd be booed off the island as I had to run to the airport down the road as quick as I could. Um, oh, mate, it would be a very weird weekend with a lot of mixed emotions if we went to Jersey with a chance to stop them winning the title. For me personally, I've got a lot of love for a lot of people about that club. I had a great two years on that island, but I'm a professional and it's my job. I'd go there absolutely with the intention of winning the game, and if I had the chance to, I would absolutely be wanting to win the game. What what that meant for Jersey would I, I, I'm I'm Amtel captain. I do what's best for Amtel. We all want to finish as high as we can up the league. We've spoken about how tight it is, right there. That could a win or a loss or even a point could make a difference to two or three places in the league. So I would be going there with fully fully intent to win. Um, but yes, there'll be some mixed emotions because I have a lot of love for a lot of people there. But let's let's see what happens in the next fourteen days first because it's a wild old league and anything can happen. You're dead right there, mate. Great stuff. Great to have you back on. Great to be back on. Thanks to producer Ryan and thank you for listening. Make sure you join us next week for a very special edition of the pod as we look at that top top of the table clash. Make sure you follow in on the socials in the meantime. That was the Championship Clubs podcast. Be sure to come back in a fortnight's time and follow us on social media at Champ Clubs Pod on Instagram and Twitter.